Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Welcome to the HR for Small Business podcast. This is your host, Brandon Laws. Thank you so much for the download today. I have a special guest with me, Barry Crowning, the founder of Crowning Communications. She is a leadership development, conflict management coach, and consultant based in Portland, Oregon, but she works with clients all over the world. She has an amazing background. She has a background in law, many years working with HR, in HR. Uh, she's ran her business for eight years, helping leaders turn conflict into conversations. So Barry, it's it's very awesome to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. It's great to to be here. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about passive passive aggressiveness in the workplace specifically. Mm-hmm. So this is the topic you kind of said, hey, I think this is this is a good one to talk about. And you know, it's funny, we all work with people who have those passive aggressive behaviors, mm-hmm. uh, whether in the workplace, uh, friends and family and whatnot. So why don't you, for the listener, d- define what passive aggressive behaviors kind of is and what it sounds like and maybe a couple of, of examples that um, if we're not aware of what it is, you know, how we could kind of recognize what it is. Yes. Well, I think we all have experienced passive aggressive behaviors, but it's very subtle. So their passive aggressive behaviors are, are kind of hidden expressions of anger that, that people have in them. And it's kind of a, a covert way to express this anger usually comes out in very harmful ways in nonverbal, nonverbal um, manners or um, size or, or comments or or just snide comments. Um, so they're negative. It's really negative behavior. People also call it sugar-coated hostility. Uh, <laughs> That's so a good way to put it. Like I like that. that one. You know, it's like the the mean notes on the refrigerator in the in the cafeteria when people are leaving their um, their lunches there a little bit too long. You know, not just saying, "Hey, you know, guys, it's time to." clean out the refrigerator, but from some really mean um, comments. Um, things like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with me. But actions are really pointing to something different, saying something, you know, that's definitely not fine. Um, but let's see. It's the silent treatment, especially in conflict. A lot of people, passive-aggressive people, passive aggressive behaviors are withdrawing from the conflict, giving giving the other person the silent treatment. Um, there's this negative comments. I used to work with a colleague in a very small um, HR office, and she always had these comments under her breath, but you know, like almost like we were not supposed to hear them. But we did because it was a very small office and it just sets the tone, a negative kind of complaining tone in the whole team. And um, another thing is, um, you know, procrastination. Um, It's a very silent 
covert behavior, but it really is very dis disruptive when people, one person on a team is constantly procrastinating. That's funny. I wouldn't have thought that would be one that would uh, be oh, passive yeah. aggressive behavior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like waiting until the last minute with um, a task that was requested or, you know, doing something poorly. But yeah, procrastination is a big one. You know, when it, especially when it's done on purpose to um, to really get back at someone. So it's it's really covert, yeah, the covert expression of of an emotion that they don't feel safe to express. That's interesting. So, I mean, you kind of alluded to, the, to this a little bit, but why why do they even have these behaviors? Is it intentional? Are they or do they even know they're doing it? Are they internalizing something like and there's this mm -hmm. sort of a root cause to why they're acting this way? Or mm -hmm. you know, are they trying to be f funny or sarcastic? I don't know if those sort of align, but can you give us some insight as to why people actually practice passive aggressiveness? Yeah, well, so um, yeah, that goes for a lot of people that goes back to not having learned to express, not having learned to express uh, the emotions or the anger, or having learned that it's not safe to do that. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to be too sounding too psychological, but it does go back to not having learned the skills of being assertive and mm -hmm. saying what and, and expressing what we need in the moment. So why do people have these behaviors? So I always believe that people, people's behaviors have a positive intention. And coming from that place, there is a positive intention behind every behavior. And I was thinking about this uh, before our talk. So what is the positive intention of passive-aggressive behavior? And it, I think it really comes down to people want to protect themselves from the hurtful responses from others. So they're afraid to express themselves. It, it's coming from a fear to express themselves because they don't know how the other person will respond. And that might be hurtful for them. So That's it's a really, great point. Yeah, it's really protecting themselves for that hurtful, possibly hurtful response. There's also, for a passive-aggressive person, what I found out is a, a big need for acknowledgement and appreciation. And especially in the workplace nowadays, there's... Some workplace environments are not focused on that because it's focused on getting things done and it's competitive and um, and so there is not a, there could be not a lot of time taken for acknowledgement and appreciation. It's interesting as I, as I heard you talk and I'm like in the times that I've used oh, come on we've all used passive aggressive behavior oh, every, yeah. every once in a while come on but uh, the times that I think I'm, I've used it I've I've seen other people use it I think they're I think we're trying to kind of subtly move throughout the conflict in an easy way like hey they're going to pick up on these little signs mm -hmm. so that way i don't have to yeah. confront them about it and not have to deal with that the relationship part of the conflict because you don't want to damage that so hey i'm just going to insert this little note or say something subtly and they'll pick up on it and they'll figure it out for themselves do you think that's what people goes through people's head with uh, passive aggressive it, behavior it does a lot it's really trying to avoid the short-term conflict that's um, that's a lot what what passive aggressive behavior is about, um, because thinking of thinking about okay if I don't bring it up, then uh, or if I um, just you know make a little little remark and yeah what is exactly what you're saying is it, maybe they pick it up maybe not but at least you know so really avoiding the short term conflict but with that of course it's not constructive because. 
long term, the issue will come up or it will come back or um, the conflict will fester and it will um, express uh, itself in a, in a much more destructive way. So, yeah. So if I'm if I'm in the workplace and I'm totally oblivious to the differences between assertiveness, passive aggressive behavior, I know it's kind of far fetched, but let's just say that I, I'm totally oblivious to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it could be. But let's say there are some warning signs. Yeah. Like if I'm dealing with people who use passive aggressive behavior, how how do I notice uh, that sort of behavior? Like, are there some some kind of tells that they have? Yeah, it's really. Passive aggressive behavior can be really subtle, and you know we noticed it when I mentioned procrastination, and you said, "Ah, oh, I, I would not think of that as mm. um, passive aggressive behavior." Um, so, and it's a mix of things. Obviously, it's, it it doesn't mean that if someone is is procrastinating that they're passive aggressive, but it could be a warning sign. And there are some more subtle warning signs, such as what I mentioned in the beginning: words and actions that are not matching up. If someone says, "Oh, I'm fine." Don't worry about me. <laughs> and and then at the same time, you're going to you turn around and then complain about, you know, how hard their work is or um, how much stress they have at home or whatever it is that um, is not matching up with the words. Um, you know, negative attitudes, just general complaining and um, uh, complaining about work situations. Um, another warning sign could be, uh, the sarcasm in someone's mm. comments. That's me. Voice, voice. <laughs> yeah. But and then and then also really quickly saying, "Oh, just kidding. I was just kidding," <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, so passive aggressive behavior could be spreading harmful rumors. Um, blaming is a big one, um, especially when it's about their own behavior that they blame other people for. Let's say someone is late for a meeting. And they say, and and I mean, it's their choice, really. And but that, but they blame someone else for being late to the meeting, and it's consistent, you know. And they say it's not my fault that I'm late to the meeting. <laughs> so, yeah. Who whose fault is it? Then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so those are some really subtle warning signs. And then what? And and also what I mentioned, the comments under the breath, um, the, the the notes here and there, maybe sticky notes. Yeah, it, it's funny. In preparation for this conversation, I read a bunch of articles, and some of them you you sent to me about passive aggressiveness. And it seemed like every author of these these articles or blog posts or whatever I ran across, it almost made it seem like people who use passive aggressive behavior are always in the wrong. And I I wanted to ask you, do you think that's necessarily true? Because it could just be that that's just their way of dealing with conflict, and maybe they're on the right side of things. It's just. Yeah. That they're just maybe going about it the wrong way. What's your take on that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're wrong. So it is just a way. This passive aggressive behavior or these behaviors are really a way to cope with stress, to cope with depression, with underappreciation, um, to cope with conflict. And so, is it constructive? No. However, I don't think these the. The people that have passive aggressive behaviors are wrong in that sense. So I, I just thought because I did a little bit more research about you know what is passive aggressive. I read somewhere 
that it really um, started, it was identified as a uh, mental disorder. I don't know mm -hmm. if you heard of this, and it's uh, that came from World War II when soldiers uh, started to um, deny requests from their officers. And it was labeled as passive-aggressive, and um, the American Psychology Association picked that up. And... Um, and it was developed as a as a mental disorder until 1994, when there was this big debate debate and said, you know, this is it's too situational, it's too narrow these behaviors. They're too, um, yeah, too situational really to be a psychological disorder. And so, but that debate I think is still going on. Yeah. Um, and to say that these people are wrong, no, the people are not wrong. It's just the behavior is not as, as resourceful as it can be. So th there are more resourceful ways to respond to conflict than with passive-aggressive behaviors, obviously. So you mentioned th this debate is likely still going on about the psychologicalness of this. Mm -hmm. do you, so my question to you is, do they even know they're doing it? And almost sounds like no in some cases they don't know they're, right. they're doing it a lot of a lot of people a lot of um, passive aggressive people that have passive aggressive behaviors they are not aware of it that they are doing this and that's why an empathetic approach is really so important if people are regularly practicing passive aggressiveness in the workplace um, how do you think it impacts that the workplace, whether it's, I mean, it could be a manager-employee relationship, it could be even leaders yeah. of the company. I mean, every nobody's, there's nobody off the limits for, as far as like who practices and uses passive-aggressive behavior, but how do you think it impacts culture of a workplace? You know, it's a huge impact and um, because it is negative behavior, it's negative de uh, destructive behavior. And um, even if people are not in conflict with each other, it is still uh, sets a negative tone. It still um, affects morale. Um, if I think back of, of the situations where I've had encountered passive aggressive behavior, it totally sets the tone for a team into kind of a negative spiral. It's really hard to, uh, pe people need a lot of constructive skills to respond to passive aggressive behavior in the workplace it this the big impact is that it disrupts the workflow for a lot of teams for a lot of people because of the um, little sabotaging that's going on sabotaging of projects sabotaging of tasks um, relationships and you know another thing about this is that there's a respect factor um, a lot of people tend not to respect people that have passive-aggressive behaviors. So it, there is no respect, no trust. There is not a good constructive relationship. I mean, these are huge impacts. Um, it really impacts the bottom line in that sense, too. One thing that I've noticed people, when people use passive-aggressiveness just in, in past experience, and I honestly, I've done it too, is passive passive aggressive behavior in emails, and okay. what's interesting about this is that sometimes it's already hard to tell the tone of somebody in email. Mm -hmm. So when you add in passive aggressiveness already, mm -hmm. somebody on the receiving end of that could be like, "What do they mean by this?" And and just spend so much. You talk about disrupting the workflow. They could spend time just in their head thinking about a response or thinking about what they actually meant. Mm -hmm. Whereas just talk about assertiveness, just going to the person and figuring out what 
the context is or what they actually meant and actually resolve the conflict right then and there versus we hide behind email so much that use of passive aggressive behavior just adds this whole other layer to it. Have you had any experience with that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do have experience. It's well, it's when an email like that comes in um, or, or let's say a passive aggressive person gets an email and it doesn't come in right. You know, they, they don't receive it in the way we, we attended or the email is attended. So what could happen is no response. So that's disrupting. So, mm -hmm. and then the person on the other end, the sender, is really thinking about what's going on here. I mean, I re recently had this situation myself. And th so the communication stops. Both people make up their own story about the other person's behavior. And um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a totally disruption in the relationship. And and again in in the work and um, things need to get done so it is yeah it's very um, disturbing actually in, mm -hmm. in workplace relationships and in personal relationships as well you described passive-aggressive behavior as negative so is there and the answer I could probably answer for myself but is there a time where passive-aggressive behavior is okay or that it could have a positive outcome <laughs> I don't think in a relationship with another person, it's it's not okay. Yeah. I do think, uh, going back to what is the positive intent behind this behavior for the person mm -hmm. who is displaying this behavior, it might be the only way at that moment that they see how to cope with the, with the situation and uh, make themselves feel safe and uh, not not being hurt, not the, not uh, having the risk, uh, not, you know, not being at risk to being hurt by the other person. So, um, so in that sense, um, it might be um, appropriate in a relationship with another person in a workplace or in, in a family or I, I don't think I, I don't think it's appropriate. I don't. I agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just, I just wanted to get the experts take on it. Yeah. So, so when we're dealing with people with passive aggressive behavior, whether it's just you know one time thing or but if if it's a regular thing and you need to somehow approach that person about the behavior and try to fix that, mm -hmm. what are some of the steps that uh, either HR managers, managers, uh, just basically managing people who manage other people or mm -hmm. or interact with people on a regular basis? How do they help? kind of nudge them in the right direction of fixing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find the word fixing very interesting. So my <laughs> point of view of that is that, I mean, we cannot change other people. Especially behavior. We can't, yeah. Right. We can't fix other people unless they become aware of their behavior and what the impact is of their behavior on us. And then they can start thinking about, you know, once they have that awareness, they can start thinking, okay, maybe I can change that behavior so I have a more positive impact. So we can help people with passive-aggressive behaviors by mostly dealing with it in the moment, just really um, calling it out in an objective, non-judgmental way. We really have to watch our language in that moment. Yeah. That We really have to watch that we're not going with them in their passive-aggressive um, argumentative state or whatever state it is or that we are rushing out of the room or, um, you know, that we're responding. So we want to be in a really calm, non-judgmental, objective um, state when we are responding to passive-aggressive behavior. So 
so it doesn't escalate. So really address it. Say, it seems like you're angry because it's really about non-expressed anger or badly expressed anger. So it seems like you're angry in this moment. And uh, when I make this request from you, for example, and the first thing probably a passive aggressive person will do is will deny the anger. And I think what then is important to not go into that denial, not go into that argument and just let it be. Just say, well, I just wanted to share my observation and that's it. And by sharing the observation and creating awareness around, you know, also about around the impact that the passive aggressive behavior has on the team, um, on me as the other person, um, on basically maybe the bottom line or on the project, You're sharing that impact, um, that could also already create some more awareness and have the passive aggressive person really look at their behavior and see, is this really the impact that I want to have? Yeah, so you're asking how can we help passive-aggressive person. I think also um, knowing that there is a strong need for acknowledgement is really acknowledging and praising and uh, encouraging people to, to and support people when they bring up a difficult issue, when they bring up their emotions about the situation. They might not do it as elegantly or gracefully as, um, as, as you would do it, but it is important to acknowledge that. Say, yeah, when somebody's actually taking, because it's a very courageous act. It's a very courageous act for a passive aggressive person to speak up about uh, an issue. Yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome advice because I I would worry uh, if I'm dealing with a passive aggressive person, I would approach them with conflict cautiously just because yeah, I would worry about the like maybe they're going to implode or something like you bring up conflict in a in a non kind of as you described it kind of observing objective way and then like describe what how this impacts other people I think that's a very uh, subtle way and a, a really nice way mm -hmm. to um, engage in conflict versus if you just call it out exactly how you see it and, and have emotion into it I could just see somebody like that and sort of bringing up the the internal anger like the basically implosive behavior yeah um, and getting angry so I like I like the way you described it just sort of acknowledge it for how you see it and then um, you describe how it impacts the team or you know what outcomes there may be from using that behavior so I think it's good yeah it's really good and another way I was thinking of Brennan is to really we can avoid being the trigger for passive aggressive behavior it's not that that the other person that is not passive aggressive in the moment, that we have to do all the work, obviously. However, we can avoid being the trigger by staying calm, non-argumentative, uh, be direct, listen, ask some questions about the situation, um, especially show how we take ownership for our feelings and express our own feelings. So just really be a model for how to be assertive in a situation. And that's what we can give that, that basically, I think that's a really great gift to a passive aggressive person and uh, help them, uh, help them deal with whatever they're dealing with in that moment. This has been a, a really fun podcast. Is there anything else you want to say about passive aggressive behavior, how to address it? Um, any, I mean, you're a wealth of knowledge. So any resources or training that 
that people can access on on passive aggressive behavior? Yeah, so I, well, I know that there's a, a ton of information uh, online, obviously. Um, I also have some information on my website. Um, I have uh, some blog articles about um, passive aggressiveness and, and assertiveness, assertive communication. I think how we a good resource would be um, having a passive aggressive someone with, with passive aggressive behavior, having them go through like an assertiveness training, assertive communication. Um, and to be honest, also things like therapy or like through an EAP, an EAP program, that could be also really helpful because a person with passive aggressive behavior needs to get to a place that it's safe to express their emotions. It's safe to speak up in the moment. And that's something that is a skill and can be learned. It's a behavior. So there's many resources and, and classes out there. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Mary, could you give out your website and any other kind of links and resources you want to point people to? Yeah. So my website is um, crowningcommunications.com, C-R-O-W-N-I-N-G, communications.com. And I would invite people to go to my blog, there will be, um, there is, there are the articles on there as well as links to um, some other resources. Awesome, and we'll be sure to put up links to the to the posts in the in the podcast show notes too, yeah. so, so we could direct people there. So, Barry, been a lot of fun on this this uh, topic yeah. of passive aggressive behavior, and I appreciate you joining the podcast. A lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. Great questions, and um, yeah, it's a great topic, and we deal with it daily, so important. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com 